Today on Octal FM, we continue with our AniGel series, where I recommend anime series for Gelard to watch for the first time and discuss our thoughts on them. This time, we discuss the seminal work of Umino Chika with the drama-filled series Honey and Clover. Hello and welcome to the episode of Octal FM. I'm Sefran. And I'm Gelada. And we return today with another anime episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, I think we've already had our episode on Bell come out now, if I remember correctly. Mm. We've decided to start doing it sort of like uh, interspersed. So now we're doing one episode where we'll talk about a TV show, which is mm. what we're doing today. And then we're going to do another one where we talk about a film. Because more and more of I realized how there are so many amazing anime films, which mm. I'm sure you will have a chance to see yet, mm, and that you yeah. definitely should. They're fantastic. And it gives you a bit of opportunity to, to spend longer watching the shows as well. So yeah. you have like you know, less pressure to kind of get them watched and you can enjoy them more. Exactly. So um, you can look forward to more of that in future. And if you have any recommendations for the films to watch, then please do from ahead mm. um but this week um we are talking about another quite old show uh, and i'm sure there yep. are many uh, many listeners going oh for god's sake stop with these really old shows talk about like <laughs> demon slayer or something god um <laughs> and that is honey and clover mm. so this is a show which i think you were already aware of right from kind of just our friendship right yeah i'm i mean i feel like we talked about Honey and Clover on Life and Hex. I'm pretty sure we did, yes. Like, and actually, you know what? Funny, funny tangent. I spotted the other day that I do actually still have the, like, database that you, that powered the Life and Hex website and the oh, forums. Right. I think I still have them. So I'm, because the you can't actually access really the website for it on archive.org. So I might have to resurrect it. Um, and then we can see if we, uh, <laughs> if we talked about Honey and Clover. But yes, I think... I think I was aware of it. Um, I didn't know anything about it going in at all. Like, I didn't mm. remember anything that you had previously Any told me. Any discussion point, no. No. Well, I have a bit of a confession to make. I pulled a bit of a sneaky on you again. So, as the last time we talked about Bacano, I had a bit of a reason for doing so, which was basically to get you to justify my opinions that it was overrated and bad, right? Okay. This time I've done the opposite, and I'm trying to get you to justify the fact that I think it's really good. Because because I I have a very uh, close relationship with this show and I think it's important to get someone's fresh perspective on it, right? Because I am mature enough to accept the fact that it's maybe not as good as I think it is and (laughs) someone who is quite fresh to it will have a much more of a objective opinion on the matter. Okay. Which is why I chose this show specifically because I think it is a good show just in many Mm -hmm. ways. But I'm also aware that I'm probably blinded by nostalgia and rose-tinted glasses. So this is why I chose this show to talk about on the podcast. Okay, interesting. Okay, it came out in 2005, 2006, like original run? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And the original, it's based on an original manga, um, same name, Honey and Clover. Relatively short running. It was only 64 chapters, which is actually quite short. It's only about 10 full volumes if you want to buy like the the, the Tanukabon, the main manga volumes that we know of. 
and it split into two seasons. So season one yep. was 24 episodes, although it had two. Did you watch the bonus episodes? Just uh, uh, I don't think so. No, no, they're, they're, they're just like fun episodes. They're not like part of the main show. They're just sort mm. of like fun side episodes. Uh, and then season two is 12 episodes long. Um, yep. But they're all like one continuous story. Um, there isn't sort of like a very, yeah. there's no arcs or anything like that. You would have getting like a shonen anime. It's one story with the same group of characters just from start to finish for the most part. Yes. It was made by JC Staff, um, who you'll definitely have heard of before. And I guarantee you, you'll have watched some of their shows, or at least in passing as well. Um, some of the more famous ones you might be aware of, they did Azumanga Dio. I don't know if you've mm. ever watched that one. Yeah, I know. Um, they did Toradora. Uh, and they well. did the um, Index slash Railgun series of shows as well. That I'm less familiar with. Um, they're very much like, and I don't mean this in an insulting way, but they're very much a B studio again mm-hmm. in the. They do a lot of work on sort of less really popular shows, but like still really good shows nonetheless. And they also help out in lots of areas for like um, production assistance and stuff like that for, with other studios as like right. have outside help, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. It does. Okay. Um, the original author for Honey and Clover is uh, someone called Umino Chika, uh, which mm-hmm. is a pen name. And she's never fully ever said who she really is. She's oh. still for a bit of a mysterious character to some extent. Mm. She's mostly known for this. She's not done very many works. The only mm. other two works that most people know her for were she's she's done March Comes In Like a Lion, which I think I've mentioned Ooh. to you before. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Which is her more recent work. Right. And is utterly phenomenal and might be something we do in the future. Mm, okay. Uh, and she also did the character design, not the story, but the character design for Eden of the East. I don't know if you know if you've heard of that one. No, I'm not familiar with that. Um, that's a really good show as well. Uh, okay. Eden of the East is... Uh, probably most well known in the West for the fact that it uses Oasis as its opening song. <laughs> okay. um, as in, the, you know, the Manchester band. Um, mm. <laughs> and yeah, she's she's a really interesting author because her works all have a very similar vibe to them. Like, for example, mm. Honey and Clover has a very similar vibe to it as March Comes In Like a Lion. Right. And they're quite slow and they're quite mm. thoughtful and pondering. And mm. they're mostly just about the people's relationships with one another. That's very yeah. much the, the crux of her stories. Right. So if you like that, you'll like her works in general. If you mm. don't like that as much, you're probably not going to be interested in her works all that much. Mm. Okay. Um, some of the other people I wanted to mention as part of the discussion for the studio that made Honey and Clover, it was the director, who was Kasai Kinichi, who the most notable thing that I could find that he directed was Bakuman, which was mm-hmm. the manga and anime about making manga, if you remember that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think Tony really likes that one, if I remember rightly. Yes, correct. Um, but he's more, mostly well-known, actually, for doing storyboarding and episode directing. Um, particular shows that you might have heard of was Karikano, um, Kareshi no Kanojo, the His and Her Circumstances, uh, which was um, that I did for some of my year of anime that I watched. And mm. he also helps do the storyboarding for Toradora. So mm-hmm. again, another Toradora one there. Yeah, uh, and the writer Kuroda Yosuke, who has writ- written for everything, like he's written every sort of show you can imagine that's like really well known. He did Tenji Universe, he did Trigun, he did Excel Saga, oh, wow. he did Big okay. Wind Up. So there's several mm. shows there that we've already watched on this this series of episodes yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. written. So maybe there's a little bit of a, a common thread there with the shows that I enjoy and this yeah. guy's writing. <laughs> interesting, interesting. It'd be interesting to do that to like put the names of all of the people of all the animes that you like and watch into a big pot and see what the threads are you know see where the commonalities lie um i bet they connect in some interesting ways 
yeah, definitely something to maybe look out for in a future sort of like wind-up episode, as it were, of like all <laughs> yeah. of our anime that we've watched. Um, in terms of like where to watch it, it's a little bit awkward. Like there are still DVD and Blu-rays that are in print actively, so you can buy it brand new. Um, but I couldn't find anywhere to actually stream it at all. Mm. So if you want to watch it, it's very much a case of having to do the old school buying of DVDs and Blu-rays to be able to watch it, um, yeah. which is equally annoying because March Comes In Like a Lion is on Netflix like oh, completely interesting. so it's like oh really could you not put honey and clover on there as well mm. god damn um one That's thing i forgot to mention as well is that this, this series was very popular in the sort of like mid 2000s and as a result it got um adapted into both a live action film but also a live action tv series as well oh yeah for I japanese saw, I saw, and I korean oh, like wow. audiences so it's been adapted quite a few times um and, and i can really kind of see why because it's it's a very non-anime to adapt, if that makes sense. Like, you can mm. see it be easily made into a traditional TV drama. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So that was my little info dump on the show as a whole. Uh, yeah. Some interesting little facts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I guess we're just going to do the usual case of, like, we've not really talked about the show already before, prior to hand. Like, nope. this is sort of how we do with these episodes. With, like, with Game Club, we don't discuss our opinions ahead of time. Mm. So I guess we'll just get into the, the meat of the story, mm. which is the story and the characters, which is very much what the... the the centre focus point of, of the show is about. Um, and I'll yeah. ask how, how you found it. Hmm. So, yeah, it's a, it's like a coming of age kind of very slice of life kind of story. Right. Um, I, w- I mean, we can, we can preface this with like, this was kind of a DNF in the sense that I watched the first season and I didn't watch the whole of the second season. Hmm. So it was there any reason for that? Did you just find it too slow, or was it just you didn't have the time, or you just kind of kept putting it off? Or I think it's probably a mixture of those three things that you just said. Um, mm. Like I definitely did find it slow. Not to like spoiler the conclusions mm-hmm. of like how what it, what I thought of it, but I did find it a little bit slow. Um, I thought it was okay. Like I thought it was okay. It's interesting that you now I know the context, the the the, the fast one you have pulled um, of <laughs> of like your sort of nostalgia for this. Like it's set, uh, it's it's set around a handful of characters. There's not really very many characters in the mm. in the show. You could almost imagine it being a. Um, you could almost turn it into a theater production with the, the yeah. few you know the few characters that are in it. Um, mm. It it centers primarily around like a handful of of art students basically at the same art mm-hmm. college. They they all I think the there's like the three ones right like Takamoto, Mayama, and Marita who are like yeah. they all live in the same like apartment complex Dorm, and they all yeah, right, yeah and they yeah. all go to the same art college and it's set in Tokyo um and it's it's really all a series of love triangles um mm-hmm. that that kind of that really never get resolved uh, and <laughs> i assume that uh, i'm i'm I haven't watched the entire of season two, but I would be astounded if any of them resolved themselves in the end of the second, by the end of the second season yeah, as well. I mean, they, they get advanced, but I wouldn't say that they were resolved. Yeah. And yeah, it, it basically, yeah, it revolves around these students, like working out what they, who they are. Right. Mm. Which is such an art student, of course, because they're art students. <laughs> of course, they're trying to work out who they are. They're bloody art students. Um, you know, they're all having various forms of existential crises. And there's sort of, you know, there's there's a few other bits around it as well. What I what I liked about it. Let's let's talk about a few things that I liked about it, specifically thinking about the story for a second. What I liked about the story. Um, yeah. 
as with a lot of the stuff that we've watched, I like that it kind of exposes you to things about Japanese culture. You know, yeah. there's a lot of stuff there about careers and about, um, you know, finding a job and like how that really intertwines with like finding your place in the in the in the world and in society is sort of like, you know, finding somewhere. There's a lot of um, there's like a handful of companies that are sort of like they might be like architects or design agencies like mm. that, that. Those sort of typical like follow ons for um art students yeah and you know there's lots of sort of like those people you know they're they're almost they're almost family you know they're families or they're 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 run by you know by people who have been there for a long time or they're all yeah, very quite yeah, yeah. like interwoven and you know they're looking for jobs the, the, the students are looking for jobs where they're gonna you know be there forever sort of thing like it's that typical sort of japanese career kind of thing like you're starting at the bottom and and, and they're your they're your you know place for life kind of thing so it definitely gives you sort of an insight into that and insight into into studying and what what art college life would be like i guess in tokyo mm. so and i did like that about it you know i liked that i like that sort of circle circle of not circle of life but like circle of um generations about it you know because one of the main mm. characters is also sort of one of their professors yes and you know i like that sort of like you know he's watching with fondness you know has he seen people go through this process many yeah, times like before. he's been there exactly there himself as well there's and, there's yeah. a real yeah there's a real theme of like is it not only is it about a coming of age thing but it's like coming of age where lots of people have also come of age you know yeah. like that sort of thing is sort of people looking on but it very they have their own problems nonetheless still like just because yeah. they've grown up it doesn't mean that they've figured it out yet either mm. like one of the things i quite sure. like is how the difference the so the five main characters as it were they mm. i think they're all different ages if you remember yes. right, like yeah, i yeah, believe yeah. uh hagu is like the youngest one there she's yeah. sort of like the, the child prodigy who's sort of like almost a celebrity as it were with her yeah. abilities to sort of be, be artistic and creative you've got takimoto who's like the main character i think like i would yeah. say he's sort of like the default pov character yeah most, definitely most he's most definitely time. he's the narrator quite a lot um yeah, yeah. um yeah. he i think he's like in his second year if I remember rightly and he's sort of like yeah. still finding his feet but he's like getting a little bit more comfortable yeah. you have um morita who is like the guy who's been there forever, but forever? still acts like yeah. he's a first year. Yeah. Um, he's like he's a sixth kind of guy year, just, basically. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. Uh, and then you have like Yamada and Mayama who have both been there for quite a while, but they're kind of coming to the end of their studies and everything like that. Yeah. And they, they've got their, their lives figured out a little bit more, but they have like more adult things creeping into their lives as a yeah. result, which they're not sure on how to handle. But then their relationship with each other between being all different ages is really fascinating to watch. Mm. But then also their relationship with how they interact with the older characters. Like you mentioned, uh, is it Shujin? I think his name is Shuya. Um, yeah. The professor, Hanamoto, um, who is the uncle of Hagu, which yes. is why she's there in particularly. And then you have like the, the other more sporting characters like um, Dika, uh, the sort of like the employer yes. of... Uh, a Mayama, but also sort of like a bit of a love interest. Yeah. Um, and then you have like the director of the, one of the other kind of architecture companies, Nomiya, who mm. is sort of like interested in uh, Yamada as a like, very uh, romantic interest too. Mm. But they're all like, they're not old, but they're like older. Yeah. So they have like their different places in the world and you you mentioned the fact that this is very much about like finding your place in your where do you fit in this world yeah all of them are still struggling with that despite their age differences yeah for sure and i think i probably found 
the storylines of the older characters a bit more interesting i guess yeah, than the yeah, younger sure. characters where the younger characters are definitely more focused on like love tri- like the love triangle mm-hmm. like teenage angst kind of even though they're not like they're coming out of teenager hoods um there's still a lot of angst there like it's like i've got a note here that says um, and actually, to be fair, this is actually about Mayama and Rika, like this is like who are the older characters, but then like I've got a note here that says it's all going fine. And then there's an internal monologue like the mo- the moon is calling to her, but it's OK because I'll cover her ears. Like there's a lot of like weird, <laughs> like, not to like, you know, just dive into a, a tangent here, but there's there's quite a lot of that in this yeah you know sure. and it's a little bit artsy it's ridiculously it, 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 artsy it, 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 <laughs> like, there's it, it, like it's... endless bicycle <laughs> wheels going round. that's some kind of metaphor yeah, about yeah, something sure, sure. like it's it's absurdly artsy <laughs> <laughs> right um what, what i thought yeah. i want to i want to pick up on a point you just mentioned though which i think is quite interesting mm. is that you said that you quite enjoyed the interactions of them the older characters like the, yeah. the, the older supporting characters as opposed yeah. to the slightly younger main characters mm. which i find super interesting because when i first watched this i was only 17 or 18 and i'd mm. literally just started university mm. so i very much felt more in line with the young characters yeah. who were in exactly the same position as me like giving like Hagu and Takamoto were basically the same age as me when I was watching this show. Mm. And I, I related to them so much more and I found the older characters to be a lot more boring and stuffy and like, yeah. what are you worried about? You've got your lives together. Well, they haven't. And mm. you now watching it probably as they are the age they are in the show. Mm, I don't I right. don't think it ever says how old they are exactly. But no. I mean, you can imagine them sort of being there either late 20s, early 30s sort of thing. Yeah. It's interesting how you related more to them and you enjoyed them mm. more. So yeah. yeah, I think that's really interesting. Yeah, and I think like another thing that i it's sort of like i like and don't like like it's 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 quite it's most it spends a lot of the time being quite light and very humorous and there's a lot mm-hmm. of like quite japanese anime humor yeah that I, you're I, like, I put my notes here there's maybe a little bit too much anime at times yeah like at times it's definitely like very yeah it's definitely very slapstick. anime like yeah. it, mainly in its mainly it's humor like it's humor mm-hmm. is is, is mm-hmm. extremely anime and that can be quite jarring, mm-hmm. but you know, whatever it is, it is what it is. And I think there is like, I remember like five or six episodes in is like when the humor, really only when the humor kind of starts to drop away and it starts yeah. to kind of like show you a little bit more. And there's, there was a bit, I remember there's a bit with where it shows you a bit about Hagu living with her great aunt and like oh, yeah, always yeah. painting In the, the same porch yeah. or whatever like um, all of this kind of stuff and i was like oh this is getting interesting like this is like starting to like show some character history and really sort of like you know try and like explain why people are how they are and things like that and I was a bit disappointed because I felt like there wasn't really that much of that. Uh, Like I then Mm. expected more of that. And it kind of, I don't, maybe I'm just misremembering, but I felt like in the end there, there wasn't a huge amount of that. And there wasn't Mm. a huge amount of the characters mainly just developed through the series rather than your understanding of them developing through, you know, finding out about history. There was some stuff, there was some stuff with Mayama and Rika, like, and Rika a little bit as well. Like, but there wasn't a huge amount. And I, I was a bit, I was like, no, that's a, I kind of wanted to know more about why these people were how mm. they were. Like another example as well is like, um, is I think Marita who like has a weird job, uh, like, like he disappears 
for days at a time uh and then like comes back and sleeps for two days or whatever like yeah, very like but anime. has like a lot of money as a result yeah has loads of money like comes back with like stacks of cash or whatever and i think am i right in saying that like that job is him moonlighting as like a cgi person like is that what that job and i was never i don't know i don't know if i understood that correctly or whether mm, that i don't was think something he's ever else. really probably spelled out i think right. he's just going to he's he's like he doesn't really want to study anymore. He just wants to make all this money because he's like this really talented artist in yeah. some form or another. And he like but disappears. And it also never really like explains doesn't it. want to leave the protective comfort of like yeah. the educational system. And either. I and I get that. And like and like, but like that's so like that's like an obvious sort of like one sided part of it. I was kind of interested in like what is this weird job? There's a point where they mm. like break into his room, right? And there's all this weird equipment, right? <laughs> yeah. And and I know it's absurd, but also I was a bit like, what is going like like and i think like is his brother like in like employing him there's like a thing because like he gives him or like his he gives money to his brother there's like a scene at one point like i can't remember if maybe i'm misremembering but like because some of it is a bit like you're like what's going on but like Mm. i felt i was like i really kind of want to know a lot more detail about Mm. why these characters are how they are because they are quite like particular characters and if you sort of peel back the anime weirdness like they are kind of there's interest there's interesting sort of depth there that never really feels like it gets explored it feels like yeah. it's, it stays hidden behind vagueness because it the the show kind of just stays focused on the, the characters current lives and what they're going through yes um, so maybe the two things that i'm kind of taking away from this is that one you'd have preferred to have had a more development of the individual characters and their past experiences mm, and who they are now mm. And less of their interactions between each other there and then, but mm. also maybe you wanted like less main characters, like maybe. really maybe focus only on say Takimoto or Morita or something mm. like that, maybe. rather than have these like five people who all have fairly well developed like pe- character yes, arc, as they it do. were within the yeah. show itself. But yeah. you'd have liked to focus more on them, and they are like particular characters. Like that's what I mean. Like they are clearly they are quite strong characters in themselves, right? They have very none of them are just sort of like you know non-specific or tropes yeah. yeah they're not like non-specific people like they they do they have like flaws but very much so mm. like they're all exceedingly flawed like you just never sort of find you never find out why like i'm like mm. i want to know what what made you the person you are today kind of thing i think it's really interesting that you bring that up and i think it's i think you're, you're right as well like and this is one of the reasons why i want to talk about the show because up until this discussion maybe i wouldn't have necessarily admitted that fact or mm. i'd have just overlooked it because of my sort of like initial my, my mm. rose tinted classic fondness of it all yeah but and it's a little bit tangential but i think maybe that was understood by the original author as well mm. because in her following work march comes in like a lion it very much focuses on one character interesting, interesting. it very much focuses on the main character of mm. kiri amore and his backstory mm. and the struggles that he goes through mm. and why he goes through those struggles etc and it yeah. does show some of his past events and it does mm. show some of his past relationships and then how that's affecting his current relationships with people etc mm. so maybe maybe people agreed with you on that and maybe mm-hmm. the, the the original author was like yeah maybe mm. i do need to focus more on individual people and and them rather than their relationship directly and solely with each other yeah 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 interesting i think that's a very valid point i did uh i did really enjoy the music um mm. it was one of the huge high points like i find myself humming the main <laughs> tunes i think because they do a, there are like some particular key kind of phrases um like musical phrases that are repeated in different ways so mm-hmm. like you've the main theme from like the first i think it is yeah and there's like a like the yeah. chorus of the intro for the first 
first season is like repeated they have like a slow version a slow moody version and sort of like a middling version and they have the upbeat intro and it's all the same yeah. it's the same uh, melody right it's the same thing played in just different yeah. ways and i really like that i really like that there's like a theme like a musical theme mm. all the way through mm. um even even in the intro which typically can be wildly different to the to the yeah, main especially show in, in anime, anime yeah for sure uh, and the, and the outro and like yeah there's like there's actual like musical sort of theme and thought has gone into it and mm. i really liked that um and i and i just sort of yeah like that was that was really nice there's a lot of piano as well and i'm, I'm a sucker for sort of piano yeah. soundtracks <laughs> both piano both electric and acoustic piano um, i mean that's yeah. definitely run through the show as well because they have almost like these like little musical interludes at times yes like, oh yeah there's like actual little bits minutes of, of a time where there's yeah. pieces of music being played while something is happening on screen with some like ridiculous lyrics first episode lyrics <laughs> after spending days alone watching my biscuit go soggy that was a lyric um it's not i'm not sure about the lyrics <laughs> oh, oh did you watch it in english or japanese i watched it in japanese i watched yeah, it in japanese okay. yeah that's sure sorry, that was like a, the translated a weird version. translated version of the song or something, yeah i mean i guess yeah. obviously like lyrics are never quite the same when you translate them um yeah you know it doesn't work because they will be a certain thing because i always find this actually this is a really side point but something i found really interesting watching anime is that you know the you you read the lyrics as you're listening to the music and you're like what the fuck is this song like they're always weird they're always weird as hell and part of it is just that maybe they're a bit weird but also part of that as like coming from a sort of with a little bit of musical knowledge is like lyrics don't really often makes sense like it depends on the song but if it's not yeah. a storytelling song then there will be things when you actually read lyrics you know if you look at a lyric site and you read the lyrics to a song you're like what is this talking about like yeah, this, this is doesn't so make any bizarre. sense yeah. and but because you're listening to it in a language you don't understand for sure you don't appreciate the rhyme the rhythm the you know the the intonation the use the of words yeah. yeah and the use of words and the way that they fit together and sort of those things so when you read a lyric admittedly that is quite absurd after spending days alone watching my biscuit go soggy but like like maybe a, in japanese given the context that means something a little right, bit different exactly yeah. like it could be that the words sound similar to another word or it could be that the rhyme is really nice or it could yeah. be that soggy is a terrible translation you know and it's yeah. got a different and it's more in- of like things are just sort of becoming a bit unstable for me as yeah. i'm not doing anything about something yeah. exactly and i find that really interesting like it like i think that i don't mean this in a negative way but like music in anime loses a huge part of itself by be when you when you watch it and you read the lyrics right i think it really reduces mm. the it changes the way that you experience the music Yeah, because you because, can't listen to the lyrics as part yeah. of the musical piece itself because yeah. you don't necessarily most people who are when having with subtitles don't understand the language itself yeah. they just sort of know the sounds that can be made exactly i think it's a bit of a meme at the moment funnily enough where like it's people listening to anime songs and like jiving out people who understand the lyrics are like super depressed because yeah. i think the classic <laughs> right. one of that is is the opening to ava right like right. cruel angel's thesis like that's a real of a banger of a song it's like a real sort of upbeat cool song you know it's well yeah. known because the lyrics it's like really really depressing very yeah. ava depressing exactly um, exactly i that, find that's that very, a perfect example very interesting um but yes but i really really did the music big highlight um throughout mm. the whole throughout the whole show uh, probably my strongest highlight of the whole thing uh, and also the ridiculous intros like the first intro with the weirds like uh like little prawns not even claymation is it the, it's almost like this weird like 
live action close up it's like stop animation type stuff yeah it's like stop live yeah like you say it's like stop animation type thing it remind i told you didn't i it reminds me of let's all think creatively like the yeah the yeah 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 weird as hell youtube the people fall down or whatever it was yeah and uh yeah like the bit that like i i watched it because of you you know you watch it a few times and you realize like there's a bit in the intro you go and watch the intro if you haven't seen it before listener where like there's like a bowl of prawns and the prawns like reach out at you, like like mm-hmm. the at the end of the recording. And if you look very carefully, you realize it's a glove. Yeah, right? it's just and, someone's hand. Yeah. And it's someone's hand with prawns on, and they're like they're like doing <laughs> like they're pushing it through the plate, like wriggling them, and it's their fingers. And I, I don't, I know, don't really understand me. the intro. If I'm honest no. with you, like I, I I've I've been watching this show for a long time, and I don't really understand no. the concept of that in relation to the show. I think it's I think it's something because it it's do, supposed to be arty because it's an art college. I think it's something to do with it being an art college and to do with like making things like constructively. Like, like, yeah, like there's yeah. definitely something something there i noticed that especially in the last in the sorry in the in the in the start of the second season which i did start to watch a little bit of that intro made me think a lot more like this is about art because there's like mm. at the end it's like there's a little uh like honey and clover like plaque and then there's like a pancake with some honey on it or something like that oh, okay yeah and, and yeah. that makes me think yeah this is about art like these are mm. like art pieces that you're kind of like showing um in, in the intro kind of thing that's my guess anyway I I have, and it doesn't really make much of a difference in terms of like my opinion of the matter, but I have a very strong love of the first ED, the the first sort of like 12 episodes ending song. Uh, right. Like that, that particularly for me is just, I can still hear it in my head. Like I can sing the whole thing in my head almost perfectly because mm. it very much encapsulates the feeling that I had while watching this show in my first year of uni being very isolated from people because like mm. I went quite far away from like... Yeah, because it reminds me very much of like how I felt quite disconnected and very isolated while I was away at uni, because um, I very much left most of my friendship group, like you included, in fact, because mm, um, mm. I went quite far away from uni. And this song just encapsulate that perfectly. Like I hear it now and I'm like transported back to like 2007, 2008. Mm. And I'm like, oh, dear me, this is good, but also terrible at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess this is another like what was the one where we that we talked about and i was like people like this because they were a teenager when they watched it and so it's like associated with that like they have a strong association bacano that was the previous one we did yeah maybe it was because we did bacano and i was like i did it because i don't really like it but people watched it when they were yeah, younger thinking yeah, it was yeah, cool yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you're right you're right yes it was bacano um yeah like i think it's interesting i guess this is like another another example of that but this time you are like the one that's got the rose tinted mm-hmm. view on it and i'm coming at it again being like eh, yeah <laughs> yeah for sure and that, but that's the reason why i did this because yeah i thought that would be the case like yeah i think that although this is a fantastic show and i think the manga's probably held up better mm. i am also aware of the fact that it's probably not quite as good as i think it is mm. and maybe if i watched it fresh if it was possible I probably wouldn't enjoy it quite as much. Yeah. Um, one of the yeah. things that we didn't touch on that mm. I do want to sort of give a little bit of like uh, attention to is the way it looks because mm. like it's not a particularly well animated show. It's mm. nothing special. Like it's fine, but it's just the way it looks, right? Mm. And that the art style is quite, you know, unique and mm. and specialised for an anime look. It doesn't look like a traditional anime, even by the standards of sort of mid-2000s. Mm. And then you've got the really nice like soft watercolour palette to everything as well. Yeah. 
like i feel that does a really good job of making it feel almost like this hazy dream of a time within your college slash university years where everything sort of feels a little bit like happy fuzzy a lot of the time (laughs) yeah it's quite um like the lines are very thin for example Mm. like you say like the the sky like a lot of the backgrounds and stuff tend to be very watercolor um like they fade into nothing they fade into white yeah they've got that sort of look about them it is a very bright uh and like like Mm. what you just said like the it's a very bright anime um like like you say there is a lot of white there's a lot of like white space in in the yeah. way that it's been drawn if you like um, yeah i mean some scenes literally just, just kind of have the characters they're very immediate foreground and then mm. it's just like a white background yeah yeah exactly but that's um, intentional like that's not just yeah. from lack of budget that's very much an intentional choice mm. i feel as well yeah um i think it was smart though because like jc stuff like i mentioned at the beginning are not necessarily like the most top tier of studios but also on top of that like i don't imagine they had the biggest budget for the mm. show like yeah so they were well i mean we don't need to make like every scene an absolute banger mm-hmm. um yeah. we can utilize the like a creative method to sort of like minimize the amount it's going to cost us and the effort it's going to take to make it and i think it does a good job overall like i think it still looks quite pleasant to look at even now in sort of 2022 and some anime you can't say that of like if you look at other anime mm-hmm. of this time period you can see the the dodginess of the mid-2000s animation sort of the the, the quite dated art styles etc um, yeah but i think hunting club for the most part sidesteps that yeah to be honest watching it like i really it didn't feel like it was inherently old like it didn't mm. feel like i was watching something that had like aged badly in any way yeah, yeah. or any, like not at all like it felt like it's something that you would you could pick up and watch and you're not being hampered by its age mm. right um it, it, it was, it's like yeah. the fidelity isn't necessarily like as good as modern shows can possibly be no. but i mean the actual style the design the animation yeah. itself is all good enough that like if you just like like, I don't want to say up it because it's not a game, but you know what I mean by that yeah. saying, like, to today's standards, I think it would still stand up very yeah. well today with, like, almost like a soft remaster. Yeah, almost. it's not like, it's not like an N64 game, you know, like, exactly. if we draw, if we draw yes. that comparison, right? Like, it's like, it's, yeah. it's, it's aged fine and it doesn't yeah. look bad, you know? Yes, it doesn't look like a, like a swanky anime. It doesn't even look as good as, like, something like Code Geass or something like that, I guess, mm. from, like, a quality, production quality point of view. But, like... Yeah, like it's perfectly fine. And also it's not really the point, right? Like it is clearly the focus is on the characters there, the interactions with each other, the story that's going on. You know, there's a lot of like steady shots, you know, slow pans with not a lot of Mm -hmm. movement and things like that, because it's it's a it's a narrative. It's yeah, the the focus is the narrative. There's a lot of reuse as well, you know, right? Like there's loads Mm. of reuse, reuse scenes, reuse settings, like whether it's a, you know, like a fair that's being used over and over or whether it's the same, you know, the same route. Like there's like a limited number of rooms and things like that. Like it's not like there's like loads of places, you know, there's lots of reuse for sure. And I think that's a smart choice overall. Yeah. Like they've oh, yeah. obviously, they've put their effort where it's going to make the most effect. So yeah. I think as a result, we get a very strong product. Yeah. I think mm. one thing we didn't touch on that's maybe worth giving some some nods to is the voice actors. I think mm. they do a fantastic job. Like yeah. I think all of them really encapsulate the kind of characters these people are supposed to be very well as well. Like mm. I think one of the standouts for me was uh, Mayama in the, like from one moment he can go from this kind of like, kind of grumpy, but otherwise lovable like Mm. adult character sort of thing Mm. to being like genuinely quite sad and tragic and like Mm. he he kind of hates himself Uh, Mm. he goes from those two sort of modes very very quickly and easily 
all the voice actors do a really good job of like of going be- between those like more slapstick yeah. comedy moments to a more serious sort of like style of, side of that character. Yeah, I was going to say Marita as well does that quite well. I think. As, as yeah, well. he's the most happy go lucky of them. Yeah. in terms of sort of like his slapstick comedy, but then yeah. like other times he can be genuinely quite serious and yeah. and and sort of sad and yeah, I think. It, the voice actors definitely did a fantastic job. And this, we've said this a couple of times in the past, this really goes to show the level of skill involved when it comes to Japanese mm. voice acting for anime. Like it's taken genuinely really seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's only in sort of recent years that like English dubbing of anime has kind of caught up yeah. to that level. Although even then I wouldn't say it's quite there. I guess something we haven't spoken about, and maybe to round off, is... Why is Hagu so tiny and looks like a child? <laughs> like a like a chibi look the whole yeah. time for the most part. Like, at, I got over it eventually, but it took me a good few episodes mm. where I was like, "What is this? What am I watching?" Yeah, like, like, when you're very first introduced to it, you, you see you see a sort of like normally almost like within the series like normal art style yeah for like probably like 90 percent of the show she's almost like caricatured yeah there's like a weird mix like some like it's like whether it's like a side profile or not but she's also really short she has really tiny mm. little hands and like she, you know she looks like she's like 10 right and she's yeah, yeah, 18 yeah. and i yeah like that's very that's like a bitter japanese pill to swallow like like i, I don't I mean, know like it's very bear in like, mind and maybe maybe i'm reading into this wrongly but keep in mind like the the author is like a fairly young woman herself yeah like when she originally made this so Mm. it's i don't think it's quite necessarily as like unfavorable as maybe we already would be but even still like i know what you're saying i get it yeah it's 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 weird (laughs) you know and it's like and it's like these two people who look way older are like immediately like oh my god i love you and it's like she looks 12 guys like 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 stop like it's creepy my my, my (laughs) assumption is that it's to show her like level of immaturity to the world like she is this child within the adult world now and she doesn't really know why she's there because she just loves painting and sculpting and all the other artistic talent she she has she doesn't understand that that in the adult world this means work and money and fame etc so yeah but i I get it's still a little bit of a a jolt it's weird it's definitely weird but yeah so i there were bits of it that i liked there were bits of it that I think were frustrating or like things that I would rather it had done, uh, I yes. guess. And I think it'd be really interesting yeah. to see this show or rather series, I should say, done again, but maybe like set in 2022 rather than 2002 when it was mm. initially written. Like I imagine the way in which these characters would deal with life now is very different to how it would have been then mm. from point of view of like the education standards, the living standards, yeah. the tech they would use, etc. You know, yeah, like that's that'd true. be quite interesting seeing this same story, but like set 20 years in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And I, I'm interested in, you know, uh, whatever it was called that you mentioned. March comes in like a lion. That's the one. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. this, that, I don't really want to gush about it too much, but like, <laughs> that's probably one of my favorite shows i've ever watched right that's that is very much a, a, this it's not the same show no. but it very much is the superior version of this show right um like the same sort of elements play out in march mm. in that it's about one primary character trying to find their place in the world mm. it's through the lens of shogi japanese style chess as opposed right. to like art college right but it's still the same idea that like this character is trying to find themselves in the world that he's trying to make relationships with people mm. he's struggling with that but because it focuses primarily on that one character rather than five. Yeah. And there doesn't there isn't really any level of love triangle until there's no real romance in the show at all. It's very mm. much about like 
kind of platonic relationships with people and parental relationships between people as opposed right. to sort of like romantic relationships. Yeah. It's it, it's a more adult show as well, I would say. Like, even though the characters, the main character in March, Ray, he's, he's 18, mm. he very much feels like you're an adult watching an adult though, right? As opposed right. to sort of like a teenager watching yeah. these teenagers slash young adults in college. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I genuinely think March is the superior product and mm. it really goes to show that the author learnt a lot yeah. from writing Honey and Clover yeah. and then developed Interesting. March Comes in Like a Lion as a result of that. Yeah. Plus, you're going to look at March Comes in Like a Lion and go, well, that's just Takimoto and that's just Yamada because they look identical. <laughs> right, right, the art right. style is exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which is really fun as well. But uh, no, I highly recommend that. I don't, don't know if it's going to be an Annie Jowl because... Mm. I don't know if there's enough interesting things to say about it that we yeah. haven't kind of just discussed now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I would highly recommend watching it just separately mm. as a fantastic piece of anime slash media to consume. Nice. Cool. Yeah. There we go. And it's also supposed to be interesting if you've got the time to check out the Honey and Clover live action, the Japanese TV mm-hmm. live action. Like, the movie's way too rushed, as you can probably imagine, for a show this long, mm. uh, for a two-hour film. But the, t- the TV series is like... It's probably peak Japanese TV drama, considering how low Amazing. the bar is there. It's not exactly that impressive. I feel like I want. I feel like I need to watch a bit of it just to like see. Like, t- Japanese TV is pretty bad. Like <laughs> they do anime great, they don't do acting so well. Oh, if you I want to see now. I want to see. Um, but I must say, Honey and Clover does a fantastic job of like portraying these characters within a real setting because mm. it's not too anime either, right? So, no, like, it's, it's not, not, not too anime. difficult to emulate. Apart it, from so, the yeah. like twelve-year-olds, like. Uh, but they do know. a good job because she doesn't look 12 she just looks like a yeah. small 18 year old yeah, TV yeah, series yeah. so yeah i recommend checking that out nice well i'm sorry for pulling a bit of a uh a sneaky on you on that one <laughs> um again oh, <laughs> i promise the next one will be a more uh, objective look on a, a, a series <laughs> opposed to me analyzing well, my taste in anime because via I, I think by proxy i found that really interesting you know like this i've always sort of wondered if that's part of like a lot of anime or like anime culture in the west specifically mm. right i've always wondered how much is that interwoven with like the nostalgia you know nostalgia or like yeah. you know the, the the times that people consume it like i feel like it's yeah. quite different to tv because you know just tv in the west because i feel like anime like i'm trying to say this in a way that isn't like too sort of offensive or tropey but like it's it was being consumed whereas anime came to the west and sort of started to be exposed to, to the people in the west through the you know more through the internet and and yeah. sort of just general globalization i feel like it was consumed there was a bracket of people that were consuming yes, it sure. you know, yeah, of like yeah, a certain yeah. age and a certain demographic you know and it's it's like teenage boys basically or teenage guys right yeah um it wasn't being consumed by really young children and it wasn't really being consumed by adults and so i Mm. find that really interesting because i feel like that is then the foundation or has been the foundation for sort of anime in the west and that yeah really opinions of it right that that, like that is sort of driven you know maybe further like how how anime has been marketed and how Mm. you know which animes get take brought to the west or not or which ones get licensed yeah for sure i mean that's very telling if you go on something like my anime list and you look at like the top 10 anime via popularity right they're all of the same sort of ilk that like so you say like a teenage young adult male would enjoy right and Um, to some extent i guess like that is also 
what a lot of anime like there's the what a lot of anime is also targeted at in japan yeah. i don't know like i'm sort of guessing yeah, a little bit but like less this, so less yeah. so but for sure because i mean anime in japan is is still very much just part of regular tv mm. broadcasting like yeah. not all series obviously mm-hmm. but like anime is a lot more normalized as part of the media consumption as opposed to it being a specific genre of media that you consume it is just part of media as a whole mm. yeah anyway little little tangent there yeah. on our discussion of honey and clover but i think it's still fun to really dissect my personal opinions, mm. like long-standing personal opinions, mm. I should say, yeah. that have not necessarily been challenged mm. before. Yeah, Because yeah, um, yeah. I'm old enough now to be able to accept that I'm probably wrong about some of these things. Mm. And I kind of almost want to be because that makes me more... It makes me more appreciative of really good works. Yeah. Like works that genuinely do mean something right, to right, me. Right. Yeah. And it also makes me appreciate things that maybe aren't so good objectively but still means something very special to me yeah it's sort of and that's okay too it it allows you to view it in a different way right it allows you to Mm. view your memories of it or what you think of it in a slightly different way Mm. um yeah interesting fun i enjoyed that thank you for checking that one out and thank you dear listeners for sticking with us through that one as well yes um we've still got obviously a hundred thousand million more series to catch up on uh because uh jal has many a series to to watch i do but if you have any recommendations for us then Mm. do please let us know uh the next film we're going to be watching i've already decided so nice that one you can't make any influence on but you can certainly email us any other suggestions you have for future episodes and listen out for them and we'll uh, almost certainly cover them nice yeah let us know send us an email show at octal.fm or a tweet because it'll definitely fit in a tweet at octal fm on twitter <laughs> or facebook facebook.com forward slash octal fm hey weebs go and listen to this show yeah exactly tell us tell us all um and until the next time when we talk about more anime tvs or tv shows or films uh, i've been gelato and i've been saffron and catch us again for another episode of octal fm very soon <laughs> i was gonna say that same thing <laughs> oh man you know honestly i was so tempted to do just that because of this show I was like, I could just go cycling and like see what happens, like Takimoto did. I mean, she could feel the the, the the sense of like not belonging, right? And he's just like, I don't know where I want to be. I don't know who I am. Let's just go and find out who it is. And, and he does, doesn't he? You know, it's nice. <laughs> yes, because he's like changed slightly. He's like, you know, he's tanned. He's, he's got a slightly more mature look to his face.